You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, we've had a weird delayed week here at Locked On Pelicans, with this being the only podcast. We'll get back to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule next week, try and line up an interview as well for all of that, like we had Will Guillory week on here a week ago. Needed the day off on Monday after just all that awful stuff over the weekend, kind of put some things into perspective just did not feel like talking basketball that's always kind of important to have that perspective on that this is just a game despite how worked up we get over it was supposed to be podcasting the middle of the week onward but was traveling for work and then took a whole good 24 hours plus to get back to New Orleans from Philadelphia, going through Tampa Bay instead of Nashville originally, spent a good 11 hours at an airport, spent five hours in line trying to speak to a gate agent, got two hours of sleep at a quick Tampa uh, hotel before taking the first flight back yesterday morning, so was just unable to record during that time, I guess. So we've got a lot to catch up on. We're going to talk schedule for the first two segments here. The Parts that we know for the Pelicans next season, we got three big games already that have been announced on three pretty good basketball days, so that's very cool to see. Then the preseason schedule's been released as well. We'll take a quick look at that. Then we're going to wrap up talking about the Team USA World Cup squad. Why are guys jumping off the bandwagon there? Why is it kind of different this offseason? And we're going to take a look at what that means for the wide open NBA next year. So let's jump into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the NBA schedule comes out Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern, so 2 p.m. our time. We're excited to see how many national TV games the Pelicans are going to get. And based off the leaks we've seen so far, it's going to be a lot for New Orleans. They're going to be on national TV a bunch because the three games we know about now are three kind of marquee dates for the NBA, starting with opening night. October 22nd, uh, Shams of The Athletic tweeted out yesterday, it also mentioned it before, the Pelicans are taking on the Toronto Raptors as they start their title defense. It is going to be in Toronto, not in New Orleans like some were speculating it might be with that Elton John concert at the same time in Toronto. Looks like that's getting bumped or moved or something like that, but it's going to be the Pelicans taking on the Toronto Raptors when they get their rings. That's a big game. That's an opening night game. Not the first big day of games, but the opening night of the NBA season. They want Zion Williamson in that primetime slot. That is very cool to see and shows the weight that the league is putting behind Zion. And you see it even more so because they're getting a freaking Christmas Day game. Anthony Davis, in his time here in New Orleans, had won, I think it was 2014 or 2015, against the Miami Heat. Maybe it was 2016. Against the Miami Heat on the road. The only time he had been on Christmas Day. Basically, the marquee day of the league. Basically, when a lot of people think the league starts, more or less. But that is probably... 
as big a day as you can get on, and the Pelicans are on there traveling to Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Two of the teams with maybe the best young cores in the NBA, and teams that I think a lot of people are assuming might be fighting for Western Conference supremacy in the somewhat nearish future, not too near future. I don't want to call it distant, though. We're being optimistic here on the podcast. That's big. Getting up against kind of the young up-and-coming darlings of the NBA in the Denver Nuggets is really big too. So they've got two primetime games already for Zion Williamson there, but it doesn't stop. That Wednesday before Thanksgiving is low-key one of the better days of NBA action, and it looks like it's going to be superstar return day. That is the day that Anthony Davis is going to get booed unbelievably so because the Los Angeles Lakers are making their return to the Smoothie King Center. He's making his return to the Smoothie King Center as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, the superstar return game. That's going to be on national TV as well. Those are three big days. That that Wednesday before Thanksgiving is kind of a day that doesn't get talked about as a marquee day, but they put excellent matchups on there, knowing that there's a bit more of a captive audience that's all kind of just waiting around, wanting sports to be going on because they're all waiting for football the next day. But you get a very good group of games on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And now the Pelicans are in that with a home game, nonetheless. The next day, the Saints take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta after that game being here in New Orleans last season. So that's three of the the 82 games that we know of. And they're three really big games. That is very cool to see. It shows that this is kind of a team on the rise, that the NBA has taken note, and that they really do feel like Zion Williamson is going to be a superstar in the NBA, or at least there's a lot of intrigue around him right now. You don't get those games by accident. And normally, and in the past, the Pelicans, even with Anthony Davis, have been shunned from all of those, not even in consideration for a lot of those slots, and they're giving it to the Pelicans in Zion's first year. Very cool to see. That is definitely something that you should take a lot of pride in, that the Pelicans franchise should take a lot of pride in, and that over-under on NBA TV, not NBA TV games, national TV games, it's probably going to hit over, I think, if you've already got these three here on the docket. So we'll find out more Monday, 2 p.m., and of course, be talking about this more then on the podcast on Tuesday when we can start breaking down the NBA schedule and the Pelicans schedule for next season. So with all of that coming next week, don't forget to subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast here normally during the season, Monday through Friday, when I don't have an insane number of plane trouble, by the way. Maybe I'll tell that story at some point if we just need to kill some time on the podcast after getting a flight canceled, then the next flight delayed because a part had to be flown in from another airport. So this is all going to be coming soon. The news and everything you want to keep up to date with it all. No better way than subscribing to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. In other schedule news, the Pelicans announced their full slate of preseason games, five total and one home game. By the way, none of these are going to be on TV, but they will be on the team's new flagship radio station, ESPN 100.3 FM. So it's five games. You'll get to see your first taste of Zion Williamson in an official Pelicans uniform, not a summer league uniform in game action, I guess, which is going to be at the State Farm Arena at Atlanta on Monday, October 7th. That is going to be here before you know it. We are just about two months away uh, from the first preseason game. Then they're going to go move on to Chicago Wednesday, October 9th before coming home on a Friday, a 7 p.m. tip-off game in the Smoothie 
King Center, the home debut of Zion Williamson against the Utah Jazz. Then on Sunday, they're traveling to San Antonio, October 13th, and then wrapping up preseason with a tilt against the New York Knicks. One versus three, Zion versus R.J. Barrett, even though we saw a little bit of that in Summer League, but this one's a little bit more official on October 18th, where no one's probably going to play because the Pelicans then tip off the regular season in Toronto on October 22nd. You'll see all of the young guys get some maybe extended minutes during some of this preseason action, but not really too much. You've seen kind of the Pelicans just punt on this more or less. Uh, The past couple of years and use it to just kind of see what they need from guys and then not risk injuries. Probably going to be a similar thing. Expect some maybe big minutes for Zion in the first and second game and of course the third one at home, but I don't know if you'll really see him in the fourth and fifth game much as they just try and keep him rested and healthy for game one opening night against the Toronto Raptors, but you should be able to see Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker get some significant minutes in preseason. I think that's maybe the biggest thing. We We know the team, at least to start, isn't going to be using them a ton. We don't know what their roles are going to be, but it might not be too large to start the regular season. Here, though, they can get significant minutes because you know you don't need to play Drew Holiday that much. So it opens up more minutes for some of these other guys on the roster to shine in preseason and just kind of get some run out there on the court, which is always a really important thing to do. So don't read too much into it. I'm sure Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker are not going to play nearly as well as they did in summer league. But these guys finally are going to be playing games that are NBA speed, not summer league speed, against other NBA players, not summer league guys predominantly. And we should be able to kind of get a better bearing of maybe what we should expect from them next season. It'll help set the expectations for that. But most importantly, it's just cool. The fact that they've got a home preseason game, which isn't always been the case for the team, very cool as well. Disappointing you won't be able to see these on the road um, if or, or home if you don't go to it, I guess. And there's ways to go about it. We don't promote illegal things here on the podcast, but there are means if you're one of those type of people. And hey, I don't judge, so go for it. You'll be able to find them. But hey, you can also listen to it. They've got Todd Graffanini, now the new play-by-play guy on the radio for your New Orleans Pelicans, formerly voice of the Tulane Green Wave, good friend of mine. I'm excited to hear him really on these calls, so I'm going to probably be tuning in if I can get him on TV somehow too, but listen to the radio call since it'll be in a way broadcast. So exciting times ahead as we're two months out from real NBA action. So we're going to talk about Team USA in the upcoming FIBA World Cup in just a moment because I think it's rather notable, not for actually the World Cup or Team USA, but what it says about the league next season and why I can't wait for the NBA season to start. Before we do that, though, with the schedule being released next week, there's going to be a lot coming flying. There's going to be a ton of news about all of it. You want to know everything that's going on. And the Locked On NBA podcast, which I co-host on Wednesday with John Corrales, uh, who co-hosts the Locked On Celtics podcast, and who's going to be in town for the Red Dress Run this weekend. So if you're out there and see us, please come say hi. met a number of people on White Linen Night last weekend, which was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you all listening and just saying you like the podcast. It really does mean a lot, given the work that goes into it. Um, so we'll be out there in our dresses, running around like mad 
Mad Men do on that day. But the podcast, Locked on NBA, is going to be breaking down the NBA schedule, the best games league-wide, the most important stretches, the toughest stretches, and now we can start to make predictions of who's going to make the playoffs and who won't since things are in view a little bit clearer. So wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you subscribe to Locked on NBA. Wrapping up the show here, talking about Team USA in the FIBA World Cup, which is notable and newsworthy, not because the U.S. is still the favorite, but because of the players that have just been dropping out left and right, some with injury, some just don't seem like they want to play for Team USA this year, and it's rather interesting. The FIBA World Cup is not the top tournament for international basketball. That is largely considered the Olympics. FIBA World Cup is... Important, I guess, but not nearly as important as the Olympics. And I think if it were an Olympic year, you wouldn't see some of these guys backing out. I think they take a lot of pride in winning an Olympic gold medal, something that Anthony Davis did before playing any NBA action for the then Hornets his rookie year. Very cool that he came back with that gold medal and a lot of just experience. Uh, Also, tampering is rampant when these guys get together. So maybe it's good that Zion has backed out and he's not going to be with the team whatsoever. no call-up issued to Drew Holiday, but he basically made it clear to them that he wouldn't be playing for Team USA. I think instead trying to spend some time with his family out there in Los Angeles where he lives training. We saw him and his wife, former U.S. women's national team soccer team member, out there with their daughter out on the field at the uh, Rose Bowl before one of their exhibition games on the victory tour that the women's team is taking, which was very cool to see. So he wanted to spend time with his family. J.J. Redick did the same thing turn this down to spend time with his family. You're seeing a lot of those older veterans in the league, I think, realize kind of they need a little bit better of a work-life balance. But some of the superstars are backing out not to spend time with family, and I think it's to spend time with their teammates, so another kind of family, I guess, and start to build team chemistry going into next year. LeBron James is starting to organize workouts with a lot of the Lakers players prior to Lakers training camp. You see a number of guys working out with the Pelicans all together, Drew Holiday, Frank Jackson. You've seen Jaleel Okafor and others out there working out together too. That's significant. I think guys are trying to build chemistry and get a jump on the regular season. This is the most wide open year we've had in a very long time in the NBA, and everyone thinks they might have a crack at the title this year. So if you can get a couple extra weeks, months preparation with your teammates and come out of the gates a little bit stronger than you would have otherwise, certainly I think these guys want to do it. The Houston Rockets are going to be kind of the same way. You'll probably see the Golden State Warriors doing that too. Anyone who thinks they're going to be a title contender and is jilting their national team They want to start practicing together to try and win the NBA title next year. I think it's kind of notable that all of these players realize how wide open the league is going to be, and they are putting in the work to go out and try and win it all. Kind of interesting to see. It's one of the reasons why the Pelicans held Zion Williamson out of this. They want him to get in shape and just get ready for his rookie season in the NBA and find more value in that than playing with Team USA for what is not the biggest tournament that they have. So that's one of the reasons why you're seeing, I think, a lot of these guys opt out of playing with the national team to get ready for the regular season. And hey, 
the Team USA roster still has more NBA players on it than any other team out there does. They should still win. So we're expecting them to take home the gold medal of the World Cup, to win the World Cup. And I think it's even placing second is going to be a disappointment if that's the case. But I'm excited that we're going to get to see that coming up very, very soon. A lot of these young guys really getting a chance to shine on Team USA. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has looked great in the practices, and he is in for maybe a breakout summer breakout year too. So there's a lot of value in this for these younger guys who then are going to get bumped off the team probably when all the superstars want to come back and play in the Olympics next next year, I think. So we'll see how that all goes. But you know what? Cool with it all. And this just means we're in store for a really good NBA season. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans, the only podcast this week due to travel trouble and other things as well. Thank you all for listening. We'll get back to the regular schedule next week. We're going to dive into some interesting topics, including mental health in the NBA and what they're doing to make some changes about it. Something that is kind of important to this roster, particularly with Jaleel Okafor and how he was able to reclaim his career by going through some steps. And now it's going to be available to more NBA players. They are at the forefront of this. This is very cool to see. I'm excited to talk about that topic as well. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all next week. 